Hey everyone, welcome to The Spin, episode three. I'm DJ Reggie, and today's episode is Ah in Santa Ana, California. Hi, this is Everything Everything. This is Roddy from Idlewell. You're listening to The Spin. You're listening to The Spin. Hi everybody, this is Juan Waters. This is Chassie. We are Napier. You're listening to The Spin. With Reggie. All right, so, how do you want to start the story? Oh, hi there, podcasters or podcast listeners. I don't know what to refer to you guys, but uh, yeah, I guess podcast listeners. I'm actually in kind of an awe because I, I, I'm talking, currently talking to myself. And I record these intros in the show just kind of with, no, with not bearing in mind that there's people that are actually listening to me. And that's kind of insane, so trippy to think that like, people are currently listening to me. So thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks for even bothering and listening to me yap about music and interviewing these artists. But anyway, everyone, I'm Reggie. This is a spin podcast and we're on episode three. Um, I'm currently sitting in Pasadena in my apartment while I might be having a caffeine induced heart attack. Actually, this is like my third cup of tea and I've had one cup of coffee and it's barely noon in LA. So spring has officially sprung in California. It is a nice 60, 70 degrees, meaning that all the festivals in the States and California have officially started. So it's like festival season. Coachella, which is one of the biggest music festivals in the world, has just passed us in LA. It is such a big ordeal, this Coachella because there's two weekends, but the first weekend I think is the first weekend that everyone kind of is super excited to see what's going to happen. You just don't know who's going to be a special guest. Like I think this past weekend, Beyonce had her husband Jay-Z come on stage and had Destiny's Child come on stage. And apparently, apparently the Walmart Yodel Boy came out on one of the stages. It's more of a culture thing here. I feel like people will really prepare for it around March and April, and then they get all these crazy-ass costumes together, and it's pretty interesting to see. Um, for me, I didn't get to go this year. So the streets of Los Angeles were completely empty, and there was no traffic. It was pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe next year. Who knows? But... One of the festivals that I try to go to every year and they are buddies to me because I've basically been volunteering with them from years ago. Um, Desert Days has just announced their new lineup. It's set to be at the Moreno Beach in Lake Paris, California this year and it's going to be in October 12th through the 14th. And the lineup includes Tame Impala, Warpaint, Ty Siegel, and White Fence, so many other bands. Like I cannot, I just don't have enough time to even read all the list out. But if you are curious, feel free to head on over to Desert Days and check out that lineup. And if you want to go buy those tickets, it is such a fun experience. I got to cover the event last year for this podcast and I'm going to be putting out an episode soon of it. And it was just such a free loving, amazing festival. And it was filled with art installations everywhere in the desert. It was an incredible time. And I got to see Iggy pop. I'm like done with all my idols. I've seen Paul McCartney. I've seen Stevie wonder now Iggy pop. Thanks to desert days. Another festival that announced their lineup is outside lens festival in San Francisco festival has just released their, lineup for 2018 and it's always based at the Golden Gate Park in San Francisco and we've, you've gone to San Francisco before you will realize how beautiful this venue is it's so massive and spread out everywhere but you're in between 
trees and it's really cold around the time that the festival happens. So it's very misty and kind of reminds me of the Sasquatch Festival in, um, I believe it's in Seattle. So anyway, the festival is going to be based in August 10th through the 12th. And the lineup will include Mac DeMarco, Beck, James Blake, Father John Misty, The Growlers, Chicano Batman, so many amazing acts for that lineup. It's just so exciting to be in California for the next few months, uh, having that there's so many music things going on. And it just started having had gone to both of the festivals, though, to Desert Days and to Outside Lands Festival pretty regularly. It makes the rest of 2018 really worth looking forward to. So anyway, now about the interview that we have today. So episode three, we have Montreal band Ah. I cannot tell you how nervous I was with this one because I've been a longtime fan for like the last two, three years, thanks to a friend of mine in Australia. So these dudes are from Montreal, Canada, and they are a post-punk band. So I like to compare them to Joy Division and very kind of minimal but fun 80s style music. So very new wavy. Anyway, the band consists of two Tims, one Matt and one Ben. These guys met and formed Ott in 2011 and since have released three full-length albums and recently released Room Inside the World, which they were touring for. In just a short amount of time, these guys have really left an amazing taste of post-punk and noise rock kind of flavor in most of the Ott music publications and listeners' mouth. They were critically acclaimed Best New Music from Pitchfork Media and featured in other music publications like Paste and Rolling Stone. Uh, is currently signed under Merge Records and got to work with influential French producer Nicolas Vernes on their new album, Room Inside the World. Nicolas Vernes, if you guys don't know, has worked with artists like Deer Hunter, Animal Collective, Spoon, and The War on Drugs. I mean, the list goes on and on. This man is the producer to work with, basically. So just to set up the day of the interview, the guys were set to perform in Santa Ana at the Observatory, which is a huge venue. Um, Santa Ana, for those of you that aren't familiar, it's about 40 minutes away from Los Angeles. It's closer to the bay and the water. So you get a lot of, Santa Ana has kind of like its own music scene in a sense because it is pretty far from Los Angeles. I think the observatory has really captured booking artists for the music lovers that unfortunately cannot come to LA. So Santa Ana is right next to home. Unfortunately, there was like a last minute venue change to the Cooper door. And it was a much smaller venue, but boy, was it intimate and cozy. I live for shows like that. I met up with the Montreal boys before their gig and decided to do the interview in their tour bus that they've been traveling around for about a week or so. Unfortunately, I'm still learning kind of how to use technology when it comes to recording. I took my little, it's I have like this like recording pod that I take for interviews on set instead of them coming to me. So I was so excited because, I mean, A, they're one of my favorite current bands. B, I'm going to get to go to their, like, secrecy of their tour bus. And I, I had press record, or at least I thought I had press record before entering the tour bus so we could kind of get the before entering the tour bus and after. But unfortunately, I realized three minutes into the interview that I that I the record button wasn't running so unfortunately you will be missing three minutes of this interview but basically we covered how surprisingly clean their tour bus was I was shocked um, and how much it didn't smell 
I mean, four boys and one girl were basically living in that tour bus for like a week and a half, and it did not smell of anything. I honestly, I'm so impressed. I've dated men and gone to their house or apartment or whatever, and it is disgusting. So I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. Anyways, we were talking about the newest album, A Room Inside the World, again, which was produced by Nicholas Verns, and we were kind of going over about how influential Nicholas Verns was and how they took having such a big producer for the first time, being so involved with their new album, also asked them how they felt about moving from, because they started at, under Constellation Records to Merge Records, which is such a huge, amazing record label. And that record label has an amazing roster, so I feel like they're just now in their prime of music, and they're only gonna get higher and higher and higher. So this is kind of in the middle of talking about Nicholas Burns and how it is to work with him. So here you go, guys. Here is Ott in their tour bus while they're sipping on tequila. Okay. So you had a comment to do with Nicholas. Well, yeah, when we finally got on the phone with him, we were, like, sat around a table outside of our rehearsal space. And he was like, yeah, if there were, like, a list of bands that I would want to work with, you would definitely be on it. But that was, like, the extent of, like, the flattery. Yeah, that's literally what he said. He said, if there was a list of bands you wanted to work with, you'd be on the list. Yeah. Like, not at the top of the list, like, somewhere on it. Yeah. I mean, he works with so many, like, amazing artists. But at that time, I feel like maybe he's just, like, open to new ears. But I do think that you guys do have a similar sound to what he usually puts out anyway. Yeah. But so different as well that he's like, oh, shit, something new to dabble with. Like, But how was he? Was he really, like, I don't know. I feel like... You guys are musicians and you guys are very creative, but so is he. Was it kind of like tough to work with someone so creative like that? It wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't really like that, honestly. Like mm-hmm. he he was pretty good about he wasn't like he wasn't like one of those kind of big producer, like I'm gonna make this sound like what I imagine or like what I want it to sound like and I'm it's totally different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it really wasn't. He just like kind of took the songs and made them like more like what they already were. Like, he's just, it's just, like, a good, he's a good producer. Yeah. And then I know that you, Tim, have your solo, as you're drinking vodka in this amazing butt. Or it's tequila. Okay. Um, your solo project that came out last year as well. Do you think it's easier to kind of create something with a band? Or are you harder on yourself, being that you are a solo artist? Um... I don't know. I think they're just different challenges. And those are, I feel like, kind of yes to both. Like, I definitely, um, as, like, the sole entity, like, became, like, very hard on, like, the recordings and that sort of thing. And, like, um, but it also was, I guess, lower pressure in that, like, I was working with friends and, like, mixing the record with friends. So, like, there was a lot of room for, like, play and just, like, messing around and, there were there was also no like real intention of like releasing it initially so it was like a lot of it was just kind of like let's see where it goes in a sense yeah yeah Mm -hmm. completely and then it sort of like snowballed and like became a thing and then like we sort of like went back and like worked on it some more and i i actually heard that you guys all met like in a communal like band practice space in montreal is that how did you guys meet we me tim and tim were all living together um, and we had an apartment at the time that we could play music in. So we had drums set up and instruments set up all the time. So we would just kind of, whenever we were felt like it. So wait, you guys started off as roommates. 
Except me. Except that. Yeah. How did you come along then? Well, no, we were playing in other bands. And then we decided to live together, and then Ott sort of formed yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah. We, like, yeah, met through music. It's through past yeah. lovers you guys met, and now you guys are like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> that's what I'm assuming. But how did you come into the band, then? I'm curious. <laughs> I met... Their roommate, who was living with them at the time, was like... It's all the roommates, then. It's all about the it, roommates. Montreal is just, like, there's, like, 20 people, that old roommates... <laughs> And there's like 20 people in like three apartments, and then you know everyone. <laughs> is that how small the city is then? No, no, it's no. Just it's English speak. I mean, not literally, but like, it's it's a French city, and uh, if you're like within the subgroup of like people who speak English, who are in school, who are like the right age, it like whittles down to like a pretty small group of people pretty quickly. I'm so glad you guys broke up with like your past bands, because then now you created art, and look at you guys are <laughs> somehow by Disney. And like performing yeah. <laughs> by the ma- that's all that matters at the end of it. You get to perform ten minutes away from the Magic Castle. True. We actually True. were close to the Florida Disney. Oh, sure that's that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the next Disney time we'll tour. play in the Magic Castle, yeah. mm. like Six Flags, or at like Euro Disney. Yeah. Euro Disney, hey. Euro Disney? In, Paris. in Paris. Yeah, yeah. and there's a yeah. Tokyo well, Disney too. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. do that. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo? Wow. yeah, yeah, man. I'd rather do Legoland actually. Legoland than Disney. Yeah. yeah. Two hours away, your dreams could come true, Disneyland? actually. Yeah, like in San Diego, it's two hours away. Oh, San Diego. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember in Arrested Development, they go to Lego, oh, they try to go to Legoland and they don't, they don't make it. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's very important. So, um, given that, I guess Montreal is a huge thing, because you guys were just living together because of other bands and like mm-hmm. Matt, and now you're in this band, and then this guy comes along and is now a part of the band because of other roommates as well um is there any like legendary music scenes i feel like i'm so close to canada but i i feel like i haven't heard of many like music or like venues in montreal as well like what are the big montreal venues and festivals um well there's a great one called pop montreal that's in september um, there's one called Swanee Pearl Popolo that's earlier in the summer. I think it's safe to say those are our two favorites. Um, great venues. I don't know. Cella Rosa. Rosa is amazing. We played there a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Metropolis is pretty cool. Yeah. Seen like some great shows there. And um, given that you guys have lived together and getting very comfortable with each other, do you think that kind of prepared you with touring with each other? Is it like another go with touring? I think there are similar struggles, like kind of na- <laughs> navigating personal space and that sort of thing. But it's uh, like exponential, I think, with touring because you're like living in a cube. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually currently sitting inside your um, van. What? Who's is who? Nice. Who's yeah. yeah. Who's? What is what? Whose location is whose? I'm just curious because I feel like ev- as a human, you kind of set your boundaries with like. This is my space, even in a van like this. Yeah, like I have the my, my answer is the clearest, and then yeah. everyone else kind of slots around that. I'm okay. either in the back okay. or driving, yeah. and I don't okay. sit anywhere else. Okay, <laughs> it's always pretty much been like it's that. It's always yeah. been like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I am either the passenger, uh, the co-pilot, if you will. Oh yeah. Or, That's the best co-pilot. That's a yeah. good or, co-pilot. Wow, there's two great, two very good co-pilots, but. Uh, I'm either there or I'm usually in the front row. Okay. That one, yeah. What about you? Um, well, okay, so, yeah, Matt and I both don't drive, so, oh, okay. but Tim and Tim and Amy, RTM and Soundtech, 
do. So Matt and I really like to take the reins as like navigator, like DJ, doing that. I personally That's, the DJ honestly is, is one of the most important jobs I think. Truly, Very important. truly. I like to stay like pretty engaged mm -hmm. in the ride, so I'll like kind of sit in the row behind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there are, there are moments of weakness where I, you know, will like have my headphones on, hh. on Ableton in the beat factory, going for it, or like just not you. paying attention. <laughs> yeah. And is there any podcast that you guys are listening to currently? Because I know. Okay. What What are some of your favorites? We've all kind of like gone through a threshold of listening to like a lot. Uh, I have been I have been listening to the This American Life archives because they put them all up. Yeah, I just find on. it like so like they vary very wildly in quality, but he's so, they're so soothing, they're like <laughs> so relaxing. Like especially when I'm driving, I can't like listen always like actually attentively. I just kind of like, it just washes over me. I find it the most soothing wash of all of them. What about you guys? Do you guys? Uh... We really like Navara FM, which are like... What's Navara? I've never even Navara heard of Navara is a media group based in London. They're basically just like London communists and anarchists. and Whoa, cool. Who do news and like long-form journalism and also like broadcast on Resonance FM in so, London. They do a lot of really good stuff and really good podcasts. I'm yeah. sure that like pumps you up for gigs as well. <laughs> Anarchy! In a way. Yeah. I have two. Okay. Uh, I really like this podcast called The Organist. Okay. And it's just completely different every time. Um, like, sometimes, like, sort of experimental radio stories, um, interviews with, like, cool artists, that sort of thing. Um, and then there's a great podcast called Afropop Worldwide that wow. I like a lot that they, like, focus on, like, um, like, one, like, very, like, hyper-specific scene, like, Sufi music in Egypt. And they'll do that for an hour. Oh, and, like, play sweet. a bunch of stuff as well. Yeah. Any favorites you got over here, or is it...? Uh, I mean, I, I tend to, to go with driver's choice when I'm the, the co-pilot, but when I'm listening to my own, I really like uh, the Belabored podcast, which is Sarah Jaff, Jaffe. Uh, and she just, like, often interviews, like, organizers, frontline workers, stuff like that, and it's very interesting. Like, she's a great host, really smart, um... And yeah, has like good guests on. So if you guys get a chance, I've been obsessed with, um, there's a radio lab. Have you guys heard? Fucking radio. I feel like I learn every time too. I'm like, shit, I didn't know plants were like, had actual like a, a mind of their own. It's, I love radio lab. So if you guys haven't yeah, given it a shot, maybe end the spin. You guys should check this yeah. one out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you guys have a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so given that you guys do play a lot of gigs with um, bands like in your style of music, and also you guys play a lot of festivals, what are some of the bands that you guys have seen live and you're like, oh shit, this is a great band um, that's like kind of up and coming. I mean, shopping. yeah, or shopping? Shopping. 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 shopping? They're amazing. Yeah, it was shopping. like the best thing I've seen in a while. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was, it was I, we played with them in, in the UK a couple of times. It's really, really good. But I kind of like, it, it just like slipped from my mind just how good it is. It's yeah, like incredible. Yeah. yeah, it's so fun. Like, it's a, just a complete dance party, but like the musicianship is just incredible and like great songs. Chords are really interesting. Yeah. Uh, snail mail, I would say. Yeah. We just toured with them. I've heard of snail mail before. Oh, they're so yeah. good. So good. So, 
Yeah. What is it? US, US girls? girls? Oh, yeah, yeah I've heard amazing. of US girls too. The live show is live show incredible. Is yeah. I think there were like nine people when we saw them yeah. on stage. Yeah. It's crazy. Literally all of them amazing musicians. Yeah. So, um, there's actually a band from Melbourne that I think that you guys have the same style but they're incredible as well but in their own way like you guys are both awesome in your own ways but they're they're called gold class fucking cool band and they're like really just like raw i feel like but also really fun i feel like you guys are very much like that like very kind of raw and like the lyrics are very honest but still i still want to dance to it if you guys get a chance gold class would be amazing <laughs> oh, dude, King Gizzard and the Lizard all Wizard? Australian that is the most yeah. Australian name I've ever Australian heard. Names, uh, all named after, like, kind of mundane things in the Australian environment. Like, gold class is, like, the fancy class at the, at the movies or whatever you can go to. You like, pay a little more and you get to go to gold class or whatever. Yeah. All Australian bands are just, like, regular <laughs> things. So I actually, like, heard of you guys through my ex-boyfriend in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you have to listen to this um, Canadian band called Ah. And then I was like... Yeah, man, I'll get around to it. <laughs> and then um, and then, it was around election time. And um, I, being American, living in Australia, it was fucking tough. Someone would hear my accent and they'll be like, I knew within seconds they were going to be like, okay, what the fuck is going on with yeah. your country? And then I, I just knew it within seconds meeting new people. And it was the day after the elections and I was having the toughest time. And I, w- I was writing, um, I went to go get a coffee and got on the tram. And it was that your song came on. Um, what song was it? It was the one... Oh, sorry, I'm like drawing a blank. Oh, Today More Than Any Other Day came on. And it was like, you said something like... Um, we're like sinking deeper and deeper. And then it went on to saying, but everything's going to, I wanted it. Oh no, it's, it went on to saying, I looked at the old man across the train and told him like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. And I fucking started crying. I had to apologize to the woman next to me with her two children. And like, look, I'm sorry. It's just like the elections happened last night. But being that you guys are like our neighbors, I'm curious, um, if that kind of affected you guys as well. Yeah. It was huge, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. It, it's it's like talking to because my I'm from Australia. My, yeah, like people don't really get it. Or they don't get that it's like fucking serious. Yeah, like because it's so funny, like from the outside, or like can be seen as like absurd. Like people are like, oh man, it's like so crazy that like the world is fucked. But like no, like it's like it's really fucked. Like yeah, <laughs> like really, like really. And you guys have a new song on the new album called Disgrace. By America? Disgrace, D- America? Disgrace in America. Does that have anything to do with the elections? Um, well, we like, we were writing the record like during the election cycle, so he hadn't won yet. But I mean, it's definitely like thematically very relevant. Yeah. Um, well, I like I said, it just I felt like maybe since you guys are Canadian, you guys definitely felt the punch in your gut as much as I did. But, um, yeah, I remember being in Australia and there was an article saying, like, um, come and see the circus. And it was like, and I was like, oh, American, I should not talk to anyone at this cafe because I have an accent. But anyways, um, I just want to thank you guys for taking the time and spending a couple minutes with me in your bus. Thank you so much. I'm so impressed, honestly. Like, it could be a lot worse. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't smell bad. Do you guys wash it? No, we just we, we, not we pigs. It? 
<laughs> How long have you been inside here? How long have you guys been traveling in it? A week and a half. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're clean. Yeah. We're tidy. It can get it's really dark if you don't. As, For the, sure. as the lights go off. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, it like reflects your mental space in a bad way. Yeah, it's nice. This is the biggest van we've ever had. And I, that also helps. I think people's yeah. stuff isn't like teeming over yeah, each yeah. other. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed, guys. Well, thank you so much. Good luck on your show. I'm so excited to see you guys. Thank you. And lovely chatting with you. Have a rest of your good night, okay? See ya. See ya. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was so much fun. That was great. A big thank you and a huge hug to my editor, Dan Grimsland, for editing every episode of The Spin and making me sound like a bit like a rock star. A little bit. I feel like a rock star right now. A huge thank you to Ott for taking the time and hanging out and talking in their tour bus while they were drinking tequila. And also, if you really dig their music and their personalities on the interview, feel free to head on over to iTunes and Spotify and listen or download A Room Inside the World, which is their newest album. I have also compiled an Ott playlist on Spotify featuring some of their favorite um, recent acts that they've seen while on tour. I've also added some of their amazing tracks on there as well, um, some of their older stuff and some of their new songs from their new album. You can find that playlist if you search uh, for the Spin-Op playlist on Spotify, or I'll be sharing it on, on the Spin's uh, social media, so Facebook and Instagram, and we're actually on social media now. We're on social media finally, so um, feel free to like us, share us, follow us, do whatever you want with us. Um, it's the Spin Podcast. And I also want to continue to interview artists that you, as my listeners, like. So feel free to email me any music suggestions or any bands that are going to be in town in L.A. or around California um, to thespinwithreggie at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-S-P-I-N with W-I-T-H Reggie, R-E-G-G-Y at gmail.com. The next episode is going to be Melbourne band RVG being interviewed in my apartment in Dirty Dina, California. All right, I'll leave you guys with some op music from their new album, A Room Inside the World. And this song is called These Three Things. See you, babies. When you wake up in your morning, head on down the river, see your soul. Hear the world screaming, listen your name Makes it seem like nothing could hear you You fall back off the legend, your mind's eye You can see how you learn and that's the difference now proceed calmly to the edge of your road A narrow way that is leading you home Will I hear my soul? 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 You feel your shoulder tightening So you need and sway you're made of stone and turned to clay Wash away my body, I don't need it I start moving slowly, glistening and hurt I know your 
there's a note for me 